0: KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. I'm Pat Loeb, and I cover City Hall for KYW News Radio in Philadelphia. Every December, I sit down with Mayor Jim Kenney and review the year that just passed. I wouldn't have thought he could have a worse year than 2021. The city was still grappling with a pandemic, homicides hit a record high. But 2022 looked at least as bad, and this time, one of the biggest wounds was self-inflicted.
1: I'll be happy when I'm not here, when I'm not mayor and I can enjoy some stuff. You're looking forward to not being mayor? Yeah, that's <laughs> a matter of fact.
0: And that was the night of July 4th, when the magical festivities on Benjamin Franklin Parkway were ruined by stray bullets fired from a mile or more away that hit two police officers. Kenny faced outraged backlash for those comments. They threatened to tarnish his entire term. Today on KYW News Radio In Depth, my annual year end wide ranging conversation with Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenny starts there. I'm going to start with July 4th because I feel like that became the defining yeah. moment. Of your well, possibly
1: not. of your home mayor. Well, I hope I hope, it, I hope it isn't because it isn't. I mean, if we look at the first four years of the first term, um, certainly challenging but rewarding. I mean, we had a lot of wins and we had some stumbles with lawsuits and the beverage tax and things like that that held us up uh, on some of the things we needed to do. Uh, I, but, mean, we, I mean, we were in we were in the midst of a pandemic and civil unrest, Donald Trump, ICE. I mean, we've been, we've been through it. And my expression that night was one of frustration and anger because we almost lost two police officers because some knucklehead has a gun he shouldn't have, and no one seems to ever want to talk about the guns. I mean, all the things that we need to do to tamp down this violence and, and more, we are going to do and we're doing. But the, but the bottom line is there's 100,000 more carry permits in the city in the last year than we've had before. And, and what happens is, is that, and you can, we can go back to the original question, what happens is, is that a fight over a parking spot becomes a homicide. I mean, it's, it's insane. I mean, you have different levels of homicide of kids who shouldn't have guns, social media stuff that, you know, is driving some of this, the drug trade, which is the crime driving it, mis- mistakes in the home where you leave the gun around and the kid gets it and shoots his brother. And then you have these things that would be physical altercations turn into shootings, and and I can, as I said before, I'll drive 20 miles with you out to Oak and Trooper this weekend and buy a bag of guns. And no one seems to like, want to make the connection.
0: No, I agree. And I'd like to return to that. Yeah. But in the meantime, everywhere I go and all 10 of the mayoral candidates say... If the mayor doesn't like his job, why doesn't he resign or something well, to I, that effect? Because
1: I, I took the job to finish it. That moment of frustration at that particular time of night with that particular circumstance is is an expression of frustration and anger. Uh, but it doesn't mean I don't go to work every day. It doesn't mean I don't try my best every day. It doesn't mean doesn't mean that we don't work on things like happened this morning, bringing the largest insurance company in North America to Philadelphia as its world headquarters. So. You look, I, have, I had massive disagreements with John Street and with Michael Nutter over 16 years. Not once did I suggest that either of them resign. So yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what this new trend is with <laughs> well, I Alan think... Dom and Derek Green. And, and all, I mean, I, I, I expressed I, yeah, I expressed the frustration of how hard this job can be, but I'm will, but I want to finish it and I want to do it and I want to finish strong. So I don't know. I, I don't think it helps them honestly, because the people that I talk to say to me two things: "Man, I heard what you said. I understand how you feel, but you're doing a good job, and keep it up." And and that's not—they're not mayoral candidates. So I don't think—I don't think the mayoral candidate who uses that as a platform to run for office themselves is going to be successful with it. Be honest with you. But.
0: You have told me
1: before that you wear your heart on your sleeve. Yeah.
0: It only means that what your face is showing is actually how you feel, but which is not happy.
1: But it doesn't mean I'm not doing my best job and we're not doing a good job. I mean, if you look, if you look at... The condition of the city after the first term. We had the highest fund balance in the city's history. We had money set aside for labor contracts. We had money in the rainy day fund. We had kids going to pre K. We had community schools being set up. We had the rebuild program rolling out. And by March, by, you know, by April or May of 2020, we were $700 million in a hole. We had laid off had to lay off employees. We had to stop programs, shut down businesses. We had to build a hospital in Leacock Center. We had to do all those things. As we stand today, we're back to the highest fund balance that we've ever had. Our bond rating has gone from junk to A. When I first started, we first started in 2016. The pension fund was funded at 40%. It is now funded at 60% on its way to 80% within the next few years, based on the plan that we have. And it's working because we, we jumped 20 points. Poverty is down three, three clicks, 3%, not anywhere near as much as we need to get it down. But getting poverty down 3% in a pandemic and, and, and in two recessions, I mean, that's not bad stuff. So as far as my our quality of work and the amount of effort we make and the fact that, yeah, I, do I lay on my back at night, look at the ceiling and worry about kids getting shot? Yeah. I mean, that's... It, ter- it eats you.
0: Let's accept that it's... Uh... A perception problem. You know, four years ago, when crime started to rise, you declared it a public health crisis, yes. and it was a big. You know, you had a lot of officials there, and you talked mm-hmm. about having a, a roadmap to safer yeah. communities. It hasn't worked. Crime has continued to go up. So why not? Cri- some, you Cri- know.
1: Well, no. The, the our homicides are where they should, should never be, and we're on we're on a downturn now at about eight percent. Our shootings are not where they should be. But it's right now at zero percent over last year. It's the exact same place it was in last year. We have a whole slew of different things coming with philanthropic investment with uh, David Muhammad and and that and that concept rolling out. And we're working hard to replenish the police that we we need to get back. We're working hard with the FOP to negotiate some changes in the heart and lung situation so there's not another 500 uh, 500 officers out out injured. And we're recruiting. Our rear ends off to try to get more people to become police officers. All of those things together, with the things that we're doing on violence intervention, can't. It's not like it's not the cat in the hat, and you just wave a wand and things get fixed. It took us a couple years to get here. It's going to take us a little while to turn it around. And some suggestions that people make are like the National Guard. Seriously, I mean, could you imagine trying to get out from under that over the next decade? Where I have non-people in military garb, military gear with loaded rifles, marching around neighborhoods in Philadelphia with no police, no police training, and no ability to arrest. I mean, so those kinds of knee-jerk suggestions are are, but not only wrong; it's wrong long-term. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, so, yeah, I mean, I think this is a serious, it's an extremely serious problem that we're facing, and we, and we have to face it, and we are. And we're, we're beginning to make progress.
0: Part of the job of the mayor, okay. I think many people feel, is to make the citizens feel better about yeah. their city. And so when they see you worrying, they think, oh, my God, hmm. if that's how we've the had, mayor we've, feels. We've
1: had 30 new restaurants open in the past fall. We've had the streets are crowded again. Our tourism numbers are pre-pandemic. Our hotel numbers are pre-pandemic. I mean, I think that, that considering all the obstacles that we face, this is this is that, that's joyful. I mean, that's joyful to, to be happy about getting our economy back in shape, getting people back downtown. We have more. We have we have record number of permits for residential construction starts. Um, we have businesses coming in, in, in biotech and in, and in life sciences. I mean, everything is, is hitting on, on all four. I make one statement during the midst of a crisis, and that's, I mean, that's really not a fair way to judge anything. Uh-huh. I mean, honestly. I mean, I had to go to the hospital and see those two officers because some guy... And, it, and the other thing is, it didn't even happen on the site. It wasn't even like there was an incident on the, on the concert site. This could have been two miles, a mile and a half, two miles away when somebody decides they're going to shoot off their gun and almost kill two police. And I think my reaction then was, was appropriately angry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to do this job till the end. I'm going to do, I'm going to do it with as much joy as I can muster. Uh, but I want, to be succe- I want to be effective and successful. Being, just being Mr. Happy all the time doesn't necessarily get the job done. Okay,
0: so you've listed a lot of accomplishments in the in the course of this. Well, I
1: have to do it because nobody else is doing it. <laughs> well, oh. why do you
0: think? Do you that know we get more? Do not- you know
1: we get more good press in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, and the Washington Post? We've had more positive stories in those public. Wall Street Journal. It's a basically a Republican conservative uh, paper that did a, a, a total layout of the city's rebirth and the city's re- reinvigoration. When we convince them. Uh-huh. So why
0: do you think it, it's not getting through to the citizens
1: of the city? I, I disagree with you because my interaction with the citizens of the city is hugs and well wishes and prayers and you know keep up the good keep up the good job. And there, uh, my name has been I know put into a number of different polls lately, and the numbers aren't bad after two terms okay. and a pandemic and two recessions and Donald Trump and you know and the like. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I'm not an unhappy person. I'm not Mr. Gladhander. I am who I am. I'm 64 years old. I mean, I have my good points and my bad points. They're not going to change in any drastic sense, you know, before I close my eyes for the last time. So I, I, I think we've done a good job. I think we can could have done better in certain areas. I think during the course of civil unrest and the pandemic, there were no real playbooks. To, I mean, I couldn't call Ed Rendell or anybody for advice, because no one had ever been through this. He says the same thing when he's out. Last, last night, he was basically saying the same thing, that, that we, were, we were faced with multiple crises at the same time. And he thinks we did, a, we did a, an admirable job in getting out of it.
0: We have to take a quick break. More of my conversation with Mayor Jim Kenney coming up. A Philadelphia dentist today was sentenced to 22 years in prison and fined $100,000.
1: This was just unbelievable. you did not understand the genius in Larry. Nobody was doing coke at this point. No one could believe that this highly educated, young, handsome man was this kingpin drug dealer. This is Wolves Among Us, the Larry Lavin story. A documentary podcast from C-13 Originals. The Cadence 13 Studio. Listen now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm Pat Loeb, City Hall Bureau Chief for KYW News Radio in Philadelphia. Back to my year-end interview with Mayor Jim Kenney. You're entering your last year as yeah. mayor. Do you have any big plans? Are you going to make an effort to make sure everyone knows that you are honored to have been their mayor? And
1: yeah, well, we we, we have a. <laughs> Basically, the agendas for the last year. I mean, we continue to do what we besides the besides the gun violence issue, which is absolutely number one. Now, go I'll go to the other set of things we also have to do. We have to continue to fund education. We have to continue to drive down our wage and business taxes. We have to continue to be an attractor to business and a retention a retainer of businesses. Uh, we got to continue to help with continue to push hospitality tourism.
0: Uh, do you fear that you may have a problem getting any of it done, or maybe getting your budget adopted it because it's your last year, and that that's no.
1: Maybe. I mean, as you get closer to the end, certainly the dynamic changes. It's been changing. It starts. You know, people in the administration move on to other things, which I think is good for them. And I don't regret the fact that you know they, they found something that they can go and be successful at because they were very helpful and successful here. And this is the period of time when people start looking, you know, for what their next life is and what we have coming forward is a potential, I want to say it, a, a potential big game that'll be coming in February, hopefully. I mean, we do have the World Cup that was we, we accomplished. I mean, I won't be mayor when it happens, but we're, we're, we, we, we snagged it. So there's lots of things. There's the 250th anniversary of the country that's coming up. I mean, I think that there's lots of good, positive things that are coming. I'm, I'm very optimistic about the future of the city and uh, the, the success of this next year.
0: And it will also be an election year.
1: Yes, well, I'm sure you're going to hear more. You're going to hear. Look, the only thing I would, the only thing I would say, and I'm, and I'm going to probably do my best to stay to the side on all this, is you have to be specific on what you're going to do different. If you think that we didn't do something right or could have done something better, just don't. That's you can't stop at that. So when, when a candidate talks about, you know, revamping the crime fighting strategy, what is that revamp? It's not making people feel better about the police. That's not enough. So what are you specifically going to do to drive those numbers down that we didn't do? I mean, and and you need to be specific about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you going to keep the same leadership in the police department? I mean, somebody going to have to answer that question? I remember that question being asked uh, in my first election. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, so I'm not going to try to drive... The agenda on the campaign. I mean, I think they have to go out and show people what they're going to do uh, and tell people, not only tell them, but explain to them how they're going to do it.
0: Well, what do you think of this field of candidates there? I think there, we're up to 10 now.
1: I, I the, the problem is if you have that many candidates and they all stay in, with 18, 19, 20%, you can win. And with 300,000 votes, which is what hopefully more people will come out, but with that many votes, which is, again, like almost an average. How many people were actually elected the mayor, and then how do you govern? The two times that I ran in primaries that mat, when the primaries mattered, I was in the mid fifties. So I mean that's you know it, it's a decent mandate, especially the second time out. But if you're getting elected with twenty percent or less, how do you what do you do when you get when you get there? I mean you to and I think councils are going to be substantially different. It is now. Uh, it's going to be substantially different come next term. Because I think those working family party people are, are going to be energized. Mm-hmm. Do you expect to endorse anyone? I wouldn't at this point. I would not think so. It's up to the candidates to run the campaigns. I mean, nobody, no former mayor endorsed me. Shall you I know, not? That either not that two out of three would, you know. And and Mayor Street endorsed Tony Williams in the second time and. It, didn't seem seem negligible, so I don't. I don't think people listen to other elected officials uh, in what who they do endorse or not endorse. I think you have a feeling, you know who you would like to be mayor if you're paying attention, and you make that the choice.
0: Well, those were all my questions. Okay. Is there anything you'd like
1: to add? No, I mean, I, 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 but I will go back to the original premise of your initial line of questioning. I am very very proud and happy to be mayor. I'm not happy with a thing. Some of the problems that we have to face, there, some of them are very daunting, and some of them are frustrating because you don't have all the tools. I mean, every time you want to do something with guns, the state legislature, legislature preempts us. I, I have a solution: is to get them off the street and stop selling them. I mean, there's no reason in the world to sell an AR-15 to anybody. There's no reason in the world why any, any 15-year-old should be able to get his hand on a gun, uh, a semi-automatic that has 40-shot clip. But because of greed and an apathy. On the part of the state legislature, they allow this to happen. In states like New York and New Jersey, in cities like New York, and in states like California, they don't have the problem that we have because you've got to stand on your head and you know spit wooden nickels to get a gun. So, I mean, it's just that that's frustrating. I think that um, continuing to expand our pre-K reach, I think that's been, I am really proud of that. I'm also very proud of how we've treated people coming from other places. I think that our my defense of immigrants back during the Trump years, not dealing with ICE, on things that we did that were we got criticized for somewhere sometimes nationally, but I was very proud of how we protected those folks. I'm proud of how we dealt with the Afghans, which was like a an Ellis Island like, you know, experience the Ukrainians, the people coming up from Texas on the buses. I mean, I'm very Proud to be accepting those folks and helping them move on with their their life as Americans. Um, so that you know that's not something that I shy away from or feel for, feel bad about. I'm proud of the our our works with community schools and our rebuild. I mean our rebuild program has like. Sixty-two projects underway. Our contracting went over sixty percent to diverse companies. Um, So that's really a positive, positive program. And um, there's lots of good things happening. It is, it is tainted, and it is brought down by by the homicide situation and by the guns and by, by, the, by the gun violence. But there's so many good kids out there, and the people doing this stuff represent a very small fraction of our population. And even when I go into grade schools and high schools in Philly, I'm proud of our kids.
0: That's it for KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast free on the Odyssey app or find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Pat Loeb. We'll have another episode out soon.